back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry and ElisaIlana.com. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Hey, we're back here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Okay, well, you've heard the term triple threat. Well, triple threat doesn't even begin to cover it for Alison Stoner. Mm-mm. Not only is she a singer, dancer, actress, but also ad songwriter, voiceover star, hip-hop teacher, college student, and change agent. You've seen her in the movie Cheaper by the Dozen, One and Two, Disney Channel's Camp Rock, and is the voice of Isabella in Phineas and Ferb. And she's here to hang out and tell you about her latest video and single, Dragon, that's about to drop. And she's got a bunch of other projects in the works. You're going to hear all about it. She is one busy artist. Allison Stoner, hanging out with you right now. She's going to let the dragon out. Welcome to the show, Allison. That's fantastic. How are you? <laughs> We're good. Okay, my first question has to be Isabella's famous line, What you doing? Aww. <laughs> I've been on that show for seven and a half years, and I've never been so recognized for a role. I love being a part of that. And what am I doing now? I'm talking to you guys. I'm in Los Angeles, and gosh, I haven't gotten the chance to, to sleep in a couple months. So, <laughs> Yes, it sounds like you've been really, really busy. But let's first talk about the most recent thing, which is the single and the video that's about to drop here. So tell us about Dragon. Uh, Dragon, That's What You Wanted is my first ever single that's about to hit that I've also been able to do a full-length music video for, directed by David Lair, choreographed by Showtime, who helps build the artistry of Maya, Janet, Jay-Z. Wow, big names. So many impressive credits. He's also my dance mentor and inspiration, Mm -hmm. so it was an honor to work alongside him. And the song itself is a really powerful sort of 90s throwback. It's a little Janet Jackson. The hook is, that's what you wanted, that's what you're going to get. Sort of an ultimatum in a relationship. When someone gives you space and you decide, actually, thank you for this space. I might just take my exit now. Um, (laughs) Now, you co-wrote the song, so was it inspired by life? um, Actually, the, the irony was, we showed up to a room, and three songwriters had gotten the memo to show up. And as songwriters, you guys understand... Sometimes less is better to have yeah. just a few creative voices. Mm-hmm. But we said, okay, this could be a disaster. Let's try and find a common thread and theme in our lives. And the three writers um, besides me had all undergone some kind of relationship with this theme recently. And so I said, you guys, I can't really relate to it, but as an actress, I'll tap into that character as though it happened. And then about a week later, it came true in my life. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Is it prophetic? I'm not sure. Um, Was it a curse? I'm not sure. But we're all really, really happy with the sound. And like I said, it's sort of like reinventing the 90s in Janet, which, you know, no one's really doing right now. Mm -hmm. So how does the dragon part of it come into the storyline? We wanted an image of a strong female character. um, And we imagined the mystery and allure of a dragon. And without being seductive, that sense of mystery and and also a strength and power that just emanates. You know, you can't really deny when a dragon gets mad and makes up his mind, you don't really want to mess with it. And It's a very powerful image. Now, when you went through the breakup, 
at the point you did, now did you go back and revisit the lyrics and make some changes after having experienced it? Or were you at the point where, wow, that really speaks to me on this level now? It, it wasn't as though it became like infinitely more meaningful. Uh, for me as an artist, I'm still experimenting with how personal I want to make each right. song. Mm-hmm. Um, because in my life, I'm actually very fortunate that my, my first ever uh, breakup, I guess you could call it, we're still very much friends and it wasn't it wasn't difficult. It wasn't even ugly at all. And okay. I think he's like a wonderful guy. So I can't really pull any dirt from something that was clean mm-hmm. and pure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was fun to go back and think, oh, interesting. There are new elements of uh-huh. how, I can, how, how I can sing this on stage that people might say, whoa, this hits home. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, when you sang the song in the studio, did you have kind of some input into the production and into the uh, arranging of the song? Or how did that all come about? Absolutely. From the ground up, even as the producers were laying down a rough track just to know what rhythm they wanted the drum pattern to be, I like to be there. I like to also throw in, you know, and play devil's advocate. Like, what if you take the pattern you made, but now shift it in the bar so that the one is the two? Okay. And then see what it does sonically. For me, I, I listen to funk music, tribal music, world music, and a lot of those elements are lacking in pop music. Mm-hmm. So I try and bring in different patterns and sort of use the mass of music to find something new and creative. Now, you also have a pretty intense dance background, too. So I can imagine that some of the the dance beats and rhythms you would be bringing to the musical elements as well. Yes. And in the studio, as they're creating the track, I actually get up and dance. And what my body does, whatever rhythm, tempo, speed, whatever it is, I add, you know, I click to the noise of my feet or my hands okay. and then give them that rhythm and say, use that. And okay. usually it's really fun. Did it take you a while to be able to speak up strongly in the studio for something like this? Or is it not a problem for you to speak your opinion strongly? I'm absolutely an introvert and I'm very coy and mild mannered. So being assertive is not a strength. However, I think I am am so confident with this song because I used my voice in a new way and it was very validating professionally. So I think that's, you know, it's a testament to the strength and and growing belief that I've had in myself and sort of my creative interest and passion behind each project. So you became the dragon. I did. (laughs) Yay! Your version of the dragon. (laughs) Right. you know, I still smile. Yeah, yeah that's right. Smiling, smiling dragon. dragon. Now, you also you mentioned that you recorded a full-length video, and you have clips of it or a tease of the video up on your website. And it looks like a really cool video. Can you talk a little bit about filming that? And did you have input into where you would go and where you would film for that? Everything. Okay. I- As an artist who's unsigned and no one is telling me what to do or when to do it, that's both a privilege and a burden, as Mm -hmm, you might know. Mm -hmm. I have to, out of my own pocket, you know, pay for everything and coordinate. Did you pick the lead guy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice pick. I know him. Okay. Same basketball team. Hector David Jr., and he's, he's known as a character on Hulu's new series, East Lows High, and also okay. he's the Power Ranger. Okay. Shooting the video, how long did you have for the shoot? We had about eight hours to get, like, four full setups shot through. And at one point, there was um, 
45 or 50 people on set performing. And our crew is small. We have about six or seven people trying to get all the lighting and equipment ready. But David's a genius. He's brilliant. He knows. I say, I'm a college student, so I'm on a budget. (laughs) And we had a blast. The dance moves, like I said, are choreographed by uh, a guy named Showtime, Mm -hmm. and it's just powerful, and we were radiating this love and passion and sense of collaboration on set. You know, there are no egos, no judgment, no comparison. It was just a really great time for everyone. Sounds like a great environment to shoot a video. Yeah. Yeah. So like you said, you're footing the bill for this, so you've got to be a businesswoman. Where do you get your business sense from? Well, as a college student, I've taken a couple courses, and growing up in the industry, I thankfully had a vocal coach who explained to me the importance of knowing how much money I have coming in, how much money I'm spending, where it's going, how I'm investing it, and my mom is also very educated in the area. I determined that the earlier on that I grasped how to spend funds and, and what's worthwhile, the better, and Thankfully, I'm not a spender otherwise. I'm the most frugal person ever. Like, <laughs> I buy people cards and write heartwarming messages because I'm not going to buy you a new car. I don't have that money. Mm-hmm. It was fun, though. It, it was very taxing. I, I hope one day I can just be the artist and, and have a creative team and a business team. Right. Yeah, and not have to wear all the hats. We'll got to take a quick break here. More with Allison Stoner when we come back. She's going to talk about what it takes to make it in Hollywood and her thoughts on fellow Disney Channel star Miley Cyrus. Stay with us. This is the Mulberry Lane Show.